0: From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. To disclose or not to disclose? That's a question that multinational companies have faced for a while now. Do you disclose how much tax you pay in each country that you operate and risk a public backlash, or keep that information to yourself and also risk a public backlash? Well, starting soon, that decision won't be up to the companies anymore. New rules for firms that operate in the EU are taking effect that will require them to publish for the public an accounting of their tax posture in each and every country they're in. Even though these rules haven't taken effect yet, some companies are already starting to do this voluntarily as a way to bolster their reputations but also to score points with ESG investors. We're going to talk about the new world of tax transparency with new Vara a director at KPMG who works on tax and ESG issues. She spoke with Bloomberg tax reporter Isabel Gottlieb about how companies are approaching this challenge and when the push for tax transparency really got started.
1: I would say it started with literally the financial crisis and the OECD coming out and saying we want to get more country by country information where companies are paying their taxes and then they agreed to make that a private reporting between companies and the relevant tax authorities. So today, U.S. companies uh, do report country-by-country information to the Internal Revenue Service. What's changed today is not that companies have to report country-by-country information, the income taxes, but that there are jurisdictions like the European Union saying hey we want to see that in a public domain. So that is the biggest movement not the fact that you have to report but the fact that you now have to disclose in a public domain the data that they're asking for. So where are you making your profits, where do you have your workforce and where do you pay your income taxes and how much are you paying in income taxes. So that's the biggest change in the tax transparency world. Added to that, you definitely see more investors asking for companies to disclose their public um, country-by-country reporting information. So, we're seeing shareholders using their proxy opportunities to include that as an agenda item in the annual meetings, where a few years ago, it would have been a rumbling. It would have never made it as an agenda item. We're now seeing more and more investors bringing it to the forefront, and I think another factor to consider is the number of votes these proposals are receiving. You actually see, you know, 20% of shareholders actively voting for it. To my knowledge, I haven't seen any company in their, you know, general meetings actually pass this by majority. It has always failed. But the fact that you're seeing more and more such items on the agenda is a clear indication of the move towards more transparency, the push towards more transparency, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when.
2: And clearly, investors and policymakers are coming at this from different sides. Um, What's driving both of those groups to push for more tax transparency?
1: So policymakers really asking for, once a policy has been passed, adoption rates right, etc. Uh, from an investor perspective, it's if you are abiding by sustainable investing practices. Now, tax has been, um, it started slowly gaining um, traction as one of those investing lenses. So initially, if you thought about it, your sustainability or ESG investing started a lot with the environment that they were going to invest in technology to make the environment better. Then you had the social component. So either doing social good or thinking about um, minority-owned businesses, et cetera. And now you're adding on the governance lens. Are you being a socially responsible taxpayer? It's slow, but it's coming. So you're seeing the early adopters, um, the early movers in this space starting to talk about, no, you know, I want to make an investment in sustainable companies and sustainability includes having a responsible tax behavior, having a sustainable, effective tax rate. Uh, We're definitely seeing, um, you know, Norges Bank, which is the lead bank in Norway. Uh, Norges Bank was, I think, the first mover to divest from companies that did not have responsible tax practices detailed in their tax strategy document. So definitely seeing um, investors who believe in this starting to ask for more transparency.
2: Companies were pretty strongly opposed to making their CBCR reports public for a while. Um, And there were concerns raised about possible reputational damage if this information was misconstrued by the public. Can you talk a bit about the specific concerns companies had at that point? Um, And now that we're at the point where this is all going to come out, um, they're going to have to do all of this public reporting. How are they dealing with those concerns they had? How are they trying to, to tackle kind of those potential reputational issues? I think the
1: fundamental reputational issue for any company, whether public or private, is are you doing your fair share in paying your fair share of taxes? And what is fair share? It was, it's always in quotes, right, what is fair? Um, part of the reason is there are numerous reasons why a company may not be paying a lot of income taxes. They've got operating losses that they are carrying forward and working through, changes in the environment. Um, these days, we're seeing a lot of credits and incentives that are available to encourage a company to carry on sustainable or environmentally friendly activity. So investing in renewable energy, et cetera. So those credits do lower the effective tax rate that you pay and that's what the public sees as part of the annual report, what's your ETR? And a lot of the, um, I don't want to use the word judgment, thinking of another word, a lot of the um, opinions right, about a company's um, tax posture is driven by what is the public effective tax rate that is seen now when you have to disclose on a public basis country by country where your operations are and how much you are paying in income taxes that is feeling a lot of layers into letting folks know this is how you're operating your business. So if you have a presence in a particular country and you've got certain, you know, a specific income tax rate and they are going to be able to judge to say, oh, you've got you're earning X millions of dollars in a particular jurisdiction. Here's your headcount and you're paying so much in tax rates. I'm going to compare that to another jurisdiction where you are making less profits, more headcount and paying less taxes. So why is that? What's going on? So there's going to be a lot more transparency into. What the operations are that previously a company would never even dream of disclosing. And then to take a step back and say, is that all that I want to disclose? This is what I'm required to disclose. And I think companies are now trying to go back to, income taxes are only a portion of the taxes that a business pays. You pay a myriad of other taxes, you collect a variety of taxes that you remit, so you're a conduit for taxes as well. So taking a step back to say, what would be the best way to articulate my total contribution to the global economy? How much am I paying in taxes, not just income taxes? So what are the payroll taxes I pay, the social taxes I'm paying, my indirect taxes that I'm paying? Taking a step back to say, well, is that a better uh,
2: representation of my contribution towards civil society? Do you think that this move towards greater tax transparency um, might also drive behavior changes? So would companies cut down on how much they're using low-tax jurisdictions? I think it's all on the table, right? So I used to be a professor
1: before I came over to KPMG, and what I always used to tell my students is, you know, tax does not wag the dog, the business, right? That's not the tail that drives the decisions. So it's part of, it's tax is a cost of doing business. It's a consideration, but now with this additional transparency lens thrown on yeah sure companies are definitely going to take a look and to see you know where are they operating and what operational decisions need to be made
2: and as we're entering this age of greater transparency what are the consequences for a company whose a snapshot of their tax affairs does make them look like a a bad actor in the eyes of the public
1: it's it's a tough situation to be in and is a difficult um problem to solve or to overcome if you are, you know, chief CFO and the board and every others involved in the management of the company. So if you are going to be labeled um, as a bad actor, if you are a consumer facing company and you're being called out for your tax practices, there's going to be consequences. What, what we don't, we haven't quantified it, but there's definitely going to be a reputational hit that you need to think about what factor is it going to be, and then figuring out how to overcome that. And rather than playing defense, I think going on the offense, in terms of looking at your current disclosures, what can you do to help the public understand whether you truly are a bad actor, or as I you know, mentioned earlier, your effective tax rate may be as low as it is because you've got a significant amount of tax credits that you're receiving from jurisdictions around the world for your investments in renewable energy, for your investments in social good. So how do you document that? How do you disclose that? Leveraging your um, corporate sustainability report, for example, to say, you know, tax is an integral part of the company's overall business strategy, and tax is a driver of your sustainability journey, discussing your tax policy that you have got robust, um, you've got a robust and a sustainable tax strategy in place. You've got the governance behind that to ensure that the commitments that you are making in the tax base, um, you're able to live up to it. The time to act is almost right now to look at what your tax posture is today. If you had to take your CYC report that you were sending to the IRS, and if you made that public, what does that look like? That's what we're working with clients on right now. What, If you were to disclose that, what does it look like? What do you need to do today to think
2: about that disclosure? Even as these deadlines for mandatory reporting are looming on the horizon, um, there is a move of companies choosing to voluntarily report this information. Can you talk about, is that a trend you see growing? And what's driving companies to make that decision? What are the advantages to... Voluntarily moving forward on on public tax reporting
1: so anytime there is a you know suggestion you're always going to have some folks that are early adopters and others are going to take a more of an approach of okay I'll wait and see what happens. Right. Um, So the early adopters, they do it for a variety of reasons from this is something I believe in. I believe in tax transparency. It is part of my overall sustainability journey. So I'm going to go ahead and make those disclosures. Right. The extractive industry, your mining companies, some of your oil and gas companies, there's a requirement that has been put in place. So. I think about 50 companies 50 countries worldwide require some of those extractive data to be disclosed so companies are doing it Um, beyond that we find you know again some consumer-facing companies are choosing to do an early adoption of country-by-country reports and they uh, run the gamut in terms of just having a table or having a lot more detail with nice graphics and it's a story that they're telling about their activities in different um, areas so really just, you know, embracing sustainability journey, you're always having someone who's going to be the first mover. We have seen occasionally, I think in one of reports where being a first mover does have some disadvantages of being called out, oh, you said you're paying X number of you know, or why did not you talk about a particular area? Why did you only focus on something else? Um, you do have, you know, opening yourself up to criticism and exposure in that way. Uh, but being a first mover also has an advantage of, well, you're the first one to actually disclose it. So bravo, kudos to you for being an early adopter of this.
0: That was KPMG's Anu Varadarajan speaking with Bloomberg Taxes Isabel Gottlieb. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up-to-the-minute news and latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax is produced by myself, David Schultz. Rachel Daigle is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. In a global tax landscape that changes by the day... It's what you don't know that can leave you exposed. At Bloomberg Tax, we provide market-leading intelligence and practical applications to help tax professionals work smarter, faster, and more accurately. Our solutions provide the insights you need for game-changing outcomes. To revolutionize your performance in real time, the difference is Bloomberg Tax. Learn more at pro.bloombergtax.com.